Crazy Effing Mommy, episode 118. I'm your host, Elise Delucci. We're here on the Upper East Side. How are you doing? Mid-October, do you know that it's 11 Saturdays till Christmas Eve? Talk about wild, right? Talk about wild. Fact of the day today is that Warren Buffett, when he was 11 years old, he made his first stock trade. Richest man in the world made his first stock trade at 11 years old. And what I want to know is how, like, did he go to his daddy, like in what the 1940s? And was he like, daddy, I want to buy a stock. Like was the father in the business? I mean, we need to have more. We need to have more, right? People. I got to tell you the Upper East Side. I mean, I can't can't just shut the F up about how terrible the city is these days. I just can't about New York City, how terrible New York City. Okay. There was, there's a, there's a smoke shop. One of these stores, you know, they, they sell like, you know, cannabis products and tobacco, whatever. On 2nd Avenue between 89th and 90th street, guy goes in there 9 PM on a Sunday, robs at gunpoint, just 9 PM on a Sunday. The other day, Chris was at the house, right? Watching TV. And it was late. Like we, we were like binging a show more on that later. And he didn't leave till, I don't know, one in the morning or 12. I don't know. It was weeknight. I don't like, I sent his ass home during the week. <laughs> you know, I, I, like he has his own. I mean, if we marry, you know, we'll live together. But you know what? Keep your own goddamn apartment. You could live with me on the weekends, but during the week, you, you can't stay here. So, sorry, guy. That, that, that's how I operate. Okay, girls, let's 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 have some standards, ladies. Girls, by the way, they're always begging for the guys to move in. It, it, they date for like five seconds. And they're like, when are we going to live together? Why do you want to live with him? Why? Why do you want him to live? Enjoy your space. Tell him you just want a weekend warrior. That's what my grandmother tells me, by the way. Here we go. Out, off to the races, totally on a tangent. My grandmother tells me, why would you get remarried, Elise? You just need a weekend warrior. I'm like, Nani, what's a weekend warrior? She's like, that's somebody that comes to the house, your boyfriend. We'll fix stuff up for you, take you out, buy you gifts, just a weekend more, show you a little fun. And I'm just like, you were born in 1930. I am so obsessed with you. The things that this woman said, she was born, like she, she, should, she, she just should be born now. She should be born now. She should be on social media. She should be giving out these nuggets. Anyway, okay. He went, he, he was leaving the other day, 1.30 in the morning. He, he, I said to him, you cannot leave at 12.30 one o'clock in the morning because people are getting robbed at gunpoint. Okay. This happened at nine o'clock at night, nine o'clock at night on second Avenue and 89th street. Okay. If you're not from New York city and you're listening to this, like if you live in Chicago, if you're in the Midwest, if you're like somewhere in middle America, if you're listening to this and you're in the UK or Australia, just to give you an idea, okay. Of the neighborhood of 89th and second, this is the Yorkville neighborhood of the Upper East Side. It's a nice neighborhood. And if you want to buy a studio apartment in this neighborhood, you're looking at at least half a mil, half a million dollars, half a million U.S. dollars to buy a studio apartment in Yorkville on the Upper East Side. And you know what happens at Sunday on a nine o'clock night? People are getting fucking robbed at gunpoint. Okay, excuse the French. It's just it's it's literally I feel like I'm living in an alternate universe. Right. I feel like. Manhattan never came back after the pandemic and I'm living in an alternate universe. And you know why? Here's another reason why. 
the other day, I was taking the city bus, right? I love to take the bus. I don't take the subways as much. I told you people, I don't even take the subways as much because of the crime and stuff, but I like the city bus. I have always liked the bus though. I like to be above ground. I like to people watch. I've loved it ever since I was a kid. I'm on the bus, okay? At what time was it? 7.50, eight in the morning? No, right after I dropped off the kids to school. So like maybe 8.10. I'm on the bus going down Lexington Avenue towards Midtown, right? Going down. So, you know, I'm on the Upper East Side, going down Lexington Avenue towards Midtown. When I got to like 52nd and Lex, from like 52nd and Lex to like 40, I think third and Lex, there were people outside on mattresses just laying on Lexington Avenue. Okay, let me, let me, let me explain this better. There was one, I looked out the right side of my window, right? I always like to sit next to the window on the bus. If you ever see me, I'm on the, I'm, on, I'm always not the window. There was a king size mattress on the west side of the street, the northwest side of the street, a king size mattress that actually looks kind of comfortable. Two girls sleeping in the mattress with a blanket over them. And they had like Amazon box night tables set up on either side of the mattress with like a cell phone on there. I saw cords. I saw like a, a cup. It was like they made a bedroom on the street. People, this was at eight in the morning. At eight in the morning, there were just two girls just sleeping on a king-size mattress with night tables just out in the street on a Monday in the busy hustle and bustle of rush hour or what used to be rush hour. It is so weird. And that wasn't the only mattress that I saw. Then there were more mattresses. Not kings though, like twins. And just people, you know, on them. It's so sad. It's like an alternate universe. And by the way, and as the bus is, was going down Lexington and 59th Street, you know, and again, if you're not from the city, this is, they were from New York. This is, you know, this is a big major shopping hub. This is where, you know, you would go, you see the tree, you walk around. But 59th and Lex, it used to be all these great stores. There was a huge gap. There was a, a huge container store, all closed. There was a huge Zara. Literally, they're all wrapped in, not scaffolding, they're wrapped in like the 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 white, whatever, like the paper, like a coming soon sort of wrapping. Nothing's coming soon. Not because the building, they get a tax break if they keep it open. If there's, if there are no, if there are no stores that want to take up space, if they don't want to rent the space, the landlords get a, a tax break by keeping a vacant. Anyway, it is depressing. It's depressing. You know, it's totally depressing. And I did a video the other day about how I went to CVS to buy Revlon Colorstay Lip Liner, which is my new favorite because it literally doesn't come off. Like I have to wash it off. I have to take a washcloth and scrub it off. But, um, and you know, it's like I walk in CVS, there's all the yellow tags. I'm like, oh, thank God it's going to be on sale. It was all Revlon yellow tags all around the Revlon section. And then it's like, there's no, there was no sale. There was no sale. The lip liners were like $12.99 each at CVS. Okay. And you know how much they are on Amazon? Like eight or $9.99 each. And then sometimes if you go on Amazon for whatever reason on the Revlon like page on Amazon, Sometimes they're selling them for $2. I don't know if they made too much or whatever. Well, it's like everybody's wondering why all the stores are closing. Okay, the city is, everything is so expensive. Okay, th these stores, they can't afford to stay open. So of course, of course, the container store closed. Who the hell is shopping at the container store these days when you can go on Amazon? It's actually not true. I love the container store and I love to go in there and I love to shop in there. There's, there's one open now, only one left in Chelsea. I mean, the container store for women is, you know, kind of, it's kind of like orgasmic, right? Just, just filled with bins just to put all of our shit in. <laughs> but anyway.
Other things are closing. Soul Cycle is closing. There were there were four. There's four Soul Cycle locations that closed recently. You know, and you know whatever. It's ju- it just feels like an alternate universe. Not closing though. Coming back from the graveyard is Century Twenty One, folks. <laughs> oh my God, Spring Twenty Twenty Three can't come soon enough, people. Spring Twenty Twenty Three is when Century Twenty One at Twenty Two Cortland Street right across the street from my old office, opens its doors back up. I am going to be there with a folding chair online on opening day doing TikToks all day long. The whole line is going to be me TikToking. Okay, I need to be first in that store. I'm I'm dead serious. I'm not kidding. I'm going to take off. I am literally going to take off of work. That's not so long. That's not so... that's, That's like in the near distant future. Like they didn't really identify, they didn't specify the the month is it April 2023? Is it March 2020? I don't give a who. I am there. I am there and I will be broadcasting live and I will be in my glory and I'm going to give you a tour of the store and oh, it's going to make up for the fact of all these other effing stores closing down. <clears throat> so I had a virus. Remember I told you a couple weeks ago I had this crazy rash all over my body? I'm just one, I'm one of these people that just have rashy skin. You know, I just get rashy, just reddish. Gets a beautiful. Pe- my skin is like a, my complexion is a beautiful peaches and cream complexion. That's what my grandmother used to tell me growing up. Yeah, I got beautiful peaches and cream skin. She probably said that because I had acne like as a teenager. But I have a nice complexion. But it gets so red and just rashy, and I'm everything is just so annoying. And um, I got this virus. I don't know how I got it or what I how, what it was, but a few weeks ago, I told you, I had all these red like welts, like almost like lesions, like not like open though, all over the trunk of my body, which made me feel like even more disgusting. The trunk, referring to it as the trunk, which is obviously, you know, the torso, back and front and sides, like hundreds of them. I thought I was dying, but it wound up being I had a virus, just some weird virus. And the dermatologist gave me prednisone which is uh, corticosteroid, steroids. Anyway, she's like, do you want a cream or the oral steroid? I'm like, I want it to go away. So if that means steroids, fine. She says to me, dermatologist, Dr. Deborah Jalaman, by the way, she's on Fifth Avenue in the 80s, I think. Very nice lady. Expensive though. Not, I, I love you. Dr. Jalaman, but I might need to find somebody else. Dr. Jalaman does a lot of the... Uh, does a lot of thought leadership in like Glamour magazine and like in Vogue, you know, where it's like, use this product, ask New York City board certified dermatologist, Dr. Jalman. Like that's basically like what kind of doctor she's, but she's a regular MD, you know, she's a dermatologist. So she doesn't only do cosmetic stuff. She does skin, skin. So I went to her <clears throat> and she told me, because of course a magazine dermatologist says this. She's like, okay, so you're going to take the steroids, but you know, just be careful. Like you might gain some weight. And weight I gained. Weight I gained, people. I literally gained eight pounds in two weeks. I, I you know what? I'm just like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. You know what? I had the Ralph Sices binge. You know, then I got a thing for wheat thins every night on the couch. It's like, and I just was like out of control. Just OOC, complete OOC. So I gained eight pounds. Okay. Eight pounds in two weeks. I'm blaming it on the steroids, whatever. I'm blaming it on that. And now, I'm back to eating saltines on the couch and smoothies and oh, 
And I even went on the Gap website and I ordered the mid-rise true skinny jeans that I like, okay, in a size larger, which I'm not telling you, just to have, just in case, (laughs) in black for when I do my shows, just in case that the other ones, my current size jeans are giving me a muffin top still. I have it back up to bring. It's just so depressing. Anyway. So. Open House New York is coming up, people. If you, okay, so oh, let me tell you Open House New York, if you know about this. It's uh, really cool. It's been going on for like 20 years. You can, historically, you can buy a ticket and you uh, can go, it's a festival, and you could buy a ticket for like five bucks, 10 bucks, and you can go tour for like one weekend. You can go tour places that you were never able to have, the public was never able to have access to right? So like just cool places, art spaces, public parks, you know, uh, the New York Times building, um, like facilities, like uh, Woodlawn Cemetery, like just, just play the Queen, places that are closed, Queens Museum, places that are closed, some townhouses that are historic marks, historic landmarks, places that are closed to the public are open for this one weekend one week open house, New York. And historically you could buy tickets and you can go. And it's like, so cool. Now you don't have to buy tickets. Now they do it through a lottery. And I think it's October 14th, October 14th. You can go on the website. If you type in like open house, New York, you go on the website and you can apply for the lottery. And if you get picked, they'll give you a ticket. So it's free. This year, it's free. And you can go tour these cool places. What a cool thing to do, right? What a cool thing. If you're in the city and you want to do something cool, I don't know. It's more than 200 buildings and sites open for people. It's pretty awesome. And on the real estate note, if you're struggling in New York City, I read online that in Harlem, there is a new uh, low-income housing lottery coming up, by the way. And if you want to know what the low-income housing lottery is in New York, it's not so low income, tell you that much. Especially if you live outside of New York, you'll be like, wait a second, this is my salary. <laughs> like, is that low income? <laughs> like what? If you make between 90, what is it? I have it here. If you make between $94,000 for a single household and $187,000 for a household of five people, you can apply for this housing lottery. And it's like 330 apartments. It's the Marcus Garvey apartments in Harlem. You know, $94,000 for a single person income doesn't sound like low income eligible to me, right? Just saying, people. Just saying. Anyway, we were talking about the richest man in the world in our fact of the day. And Warren, my grandpa. I told you I met him a few years ago at the Too Big to Fail movie premiere. I told you that a while ago. But anyway, he has uh, some job advice and his job advice. So if you're listening, particularly young people in college or just getting started or whatever, I feel like us older girls, we kind of know this advice. And it's always take a job that makes you happy. Do what you love. He says, and Warren, he's, he's literally, he said in the article, he says, I get to work in a job that I love. He, I always worked in a job that I love. 
And I love it. I love it just as when I thought it was a big deal to make $1,000. So this guy is worth hundreds of billions of dollars. And he loved his job when he was making $1,000 to now as one of the richest people in the world. And he says, I urge you to work jobs that you love because you're going to be out of your mind if you keep taking jobs that you don't like and you don't like going there, you don't like doing it. And you think it's going to look good on your resume. That is his advice. And he says, the reason for this is because when you have a job that you love, you're optimistic, you feel like you belong, you feel like you're aligned with the company, you are aligned with your work, and you're actually spending your energy on things you care about. Okay. I love this advice. And I know you all love this advice. What Warren is forgetting, okay, Warren B, he's forgetting is that sometimes people don't have choices, right? Sometimes people don't have choices. But what I take from that is whatever, do, yes, try to do what you love. But you should do, if you have to do a job for whatever reason, like you have a family business that you have to run, you know, maybe it was thrown on you. Or maybe you became a teacher because the benefits and the summer's off and that's just the best thing for your family. Find things that you love to do at work or outside of work. So if you're into, I don't know, decoupage and you're a teacher, well, I don't know. You're a science teacher that now does decoupage planets. You know what I mean? Like, so that that's what I took of it. How can you make your job more lovable? When I was at my last job, right? Um, the job that I get a lot of press about, like the, 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 cause I, you know, was very successful and I had a nervous breakdown and, you know, whatever. <clears throat> um, a big Wall Street job. When I was at that job, I, they, I, I loved what I did. I did. I loved what I did. I learned to love what I did. Right. But I, I also love emerging technology. I've always loved emerging tech. Right. Like I learned that I loved that from working all these years. And so when I was there, I would find people that were at the company that also really liked emerging tech and you know specifically financial tech and specifically it was alternative currencies, cryptocurrencies and foreign exchange trading and stuff. I found people that also liked that and it were at work we would we would talk, we, you know, we would meet, we would go down to Starbucks in the lobby. We would meet, we would talk about it. We would talk about trades. We would talk about projects, like, you know, what these other currencies were doing. Like we would talk about the founders of the currencies. Like that was, that would, that were thing, that, that was something I loved because there was lots of part of my job that even though I liked what I did, I, there was lots of parts that obviously I had to just deal with like, like you. So I, I think Warren, Warren Buffett's advice that I recently read on find something that you absolutely love and you'll be <clears throat> more aligned, you're optimistic. I, I agree with that. If you have that luxury, but we don't always have that luxury. And if you don't have the luxury, <clears throat> find those nuggets inside work that you can love. <clears throat> Excuse me. By the way, I made coffee like I always do every morning. And I spilled it all over the place, like all over the table, all over like my notes, just like it's like animal style right now for me. Mm. I want to tell you <clears throat> on things that uh, I love. I used to design jewelry. I know this is funny, right? Like this is total. it's totally like wild. Like I, it, meaning I've never mentioned it before. And I feel like I tell you guys everything, but um, I used to design jewelry, not, not for sale, just for fun. So um, 
how did this get started? Let me, let me think. Okay. So when I was in, I was always very into poison. That probably doesn't surprise you. But when I was in college, I, I used to sell like jewelry, like a little, I had a little job on the side to make extra money. I was a waitress in college to sell, to, to make extra money. I used to sell costume jewelry, just little, little, little pieces here and there. I had my wholesale license and I used to go to the, you could you die? I was 18, 19. I would go to the jewelry district and I would buy all this costume jewelry, right? With my wholesale license. And then I would take it back to my mother's house in Staten Island and I would have a party and I would sell it. And I would invite my friends and my mom would invite her friends and just people would just come. When we would, it was like actually kind of fun. It was like, you know, it was the Tupperware, it was a modern day Tupperware party, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like pressured. But wait, I made no money because I sold everything for like so cheap. I felt bad upcharging like people that I knew. I, I wasn't very keen business wise at that time. But I um I had so you know, I would I had little foods, we would have little wine, and then people would come over and I would just have all the jewelry laying out on my mom's like really fancy dining room table. You know, I'd put have it all on tablecloth and I sold everything. Maybe I made a like a tiny bit of money here everything I sold was for like five to like $20, right? So like earrings, maybe, I don't know, maybe I bought the earrings for $4. I sold them for like four fifty, you know, like $4 and 50 cents costume jewelry people, you know? So, and I, I loved it. I just, I loved the socialization of it. I loved, it was like just something fun to do, you know, whatever. It was just me being enterprising. So I used to sell a little jewelry. And then when I uh, got older, um, I met a girl at one of my jobs who was at FIT and she was taking jewelry design class. And I've done so many classes in Manhattan. Like I've done so many classes throughout my life as an adult. I always loved learning. So I would take, I took like interior design and painting and upholstery. And I'm always, I'm always in some kind of class. So uh, this girl was doing jewelry design at, at FIT and she was telling me all about it. She showed me her designs and they were, they weren't like really my style. She had more like tribal style jewelry, you know, and she would use a lot of like cabochons and wire and metals, whatever. And she would, um, and you know, and she was, she was making the stuff and she was wearing it. And I just thought it was so cool. So I said to her, Oh my God, do you mind? Like, I don't know, by the way, how old I was maybe like, maybe I was like 20, six or 27. I don't know. I was like, Oh, do you mind like telling me like where you get the stones or whatever? And I knew there's M and J trimmings in the city. You know, you know that, you know, when you go in the garment district, there's, you know, it's so fun to walk through the garment district, well, especially someone like me that loves craft. You walk through the garment district of New York and there's zipper stores and button stores and trimming stores and fabric stores. And a lot of them sell to wholesale, but a store like M and J trimmings, for example, they sell all this stuff. You could walk in, be someone of the public and walk in and buy. And it's like a treasure chest if you like crafts and all this kind of stuff. But I didn't know where, and I, and by the way, and some of these trimming stores sell beads, big long strings of beads and that kind of stuff to do beading, plastic beads, stone beads. But I never knew where I could go to buy gemstones, cut gemstones, uh, diamonds, gold, who, who could do the metal work, the CAD work, the design work for the gold, all that silver, all that kind of stuff. And my friend, Sylvia, she, she taught me, she taught, you know, she was telling me, she was sharing her process with me and I loved it. And we would have lunch, we'd go to, you know, we worked out, we'd have lunch and I was just picking her brain. I was just, I just thought she was so cool. She was like maybe 25 years older than me. You know, she, she actually was in the design, uh, 
thing. I was in design uh, industry. So she was, was she, I think she was a graphic designer or a creative, creative director at the company I worked for. And I was in digital, uh, digital media and tech. And we just, you know, we just, we, we just loved each other. We, you know, and she would tell me all about this stuff. Anyway. So she gave me some of her resources and I started buying, uh, I started, I, I started, I educated myself in buying gemstones, specifically gemstones. And I have books, books and books and books, and I have jewelry loops and, and I would go and I would go, I would go to the gemstone dealers, the, uh, specifically the ones that she would give me that were like kind of FIT vouched for. And I would, you know, I would learn. And I took, can you imagine, I would take these stones <laughs> to my jeweler, my family jeweler that my mom, that my family has been buying jewelry at for like a hundred years. And, and my, all my mother's friends or whatever. And I would be like, so I have these amethyst and I, I, I want to make this ring. And, and by the way, Tom, here's a picture. This is what I want it to look like. And this guy would be like, he was like, what, what, what are you effing crazy? Like he'd be like, what are you, what are you? he'd be like, I am not a jewelry like manufacturer for you. Like he would be like, Elise, you come to me, you tell me what you want and I make it for you. He'd be like, or you come to me and you pick out something from the case and I, I, I'll, I, I'm happy to give you a good price on it. Or he would be like, you, you, you think something up and I'll draw it up for you. And he's like, you don't bring me the materials and say, work with this. Now, I got news for you. Okay, Tommy, very nice guy, very nice guy. But he didn't want me bringing him stones because, well, obviously that's where he's making his money. He's making the markup by upselling. You know, he's charging more, obviously, to the, to the retail end client, me. Right. Well, my family, my family, friends. And also, I mean, you know, when you just if you're new at this and you just bring somebody stones and you're like, hey, put them in a ring, you know, like not every stone works for a ring. You know, if you want something bezel set, you need a shallow stone, for example. Right. So if you go in with the stone and it's a very deep stone, it's not going to work in a bezel set. Like, it's you know, so the whole there's a whole thing anyway. But I did make some through trial and error. I made some really cool pieces of jewelry and I love rings specifically. I love, that's like what I love. I love rings. I love rings and I love gemstones and I like cabochons. And so recently I decided that I'm just going to like give it a little go again. Like again, not because I'm making money at it, not because I'm selling it, not because I need it. I just want to do it. You know, it's like, I've just always been somebody that had a creative outlet and I, and stand up is my creative outlet and creating content and doing my podcast. Right. But, but this is kind of a, this is a, a more visual medium because sometimes, <clears throat> excuse me, with stand up and even po the podcast, even though this podcast is literally a conversation with girlfriends I and mean, obviously, you know, I mean, you're listening, but you know, you're thinking, you think, you know, you're thinking, you know, I, I have things I talk about on here, specific things, you know, like, so uh, it's not a visual medium. I just want something visual. And I've always been painting and drawing and all that. But I, uh, I like the jewelry because you can wear it and you can enjoy it. And then, you know, of course, Chris, so funny. He's like, another one. He's very enterprising. He's like, oh my God. He's like, Elise, you could, this is like, you're the next Joan Rivers. He's like, you're the next Joan Rivers. He's like, you got, you, 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 first, he's like, first of all, you like Joan with the stand up. He's like, and then he's like, and now the jewelry. Oh my God. And I'm just like, Chris, I'm not doing, I'm not, I'm not doing this to sell it. I'm not, I'm not doing this for other people. I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it for me. 
I, and he said, well, would you sell it? I said, what I sell? I said, if, if I had something on and somebody said, where did you get that? And I said, I made it. And they said, I, I would love something like that. Would I, would I make it for them and charge them? I guess, I, I guess, I don't know, I guess. But that's not the point. That's I'm, I'm literally doing because I love it. <clears throat> anyway, moving on. Just an, just an update. Oh my God, we have to talk about Target. We just, we got to, oh, people. I don't know what rock your girl's been living under, but have you been using Desium products, the ordinary? Okay, so backstory. Target has this line made by a parent company, Desium, D-E-C-I-E-M. And their line of skincare products is called the ordinary. And like three years ago, my sister Allison tells me, she's like, oh, I love this rose oil by the ordinary. It's like $5. And I was like, okay, cool. And I always meant to buy, like I made a mental note and I never bought it because life. And uh, then I had another friend. Well, my sister's my friend, but you know, I had a friend friend, like a real friend. Tell me recently, she's like, Elise, I've been using the ordinary products and my skin's changing. Like you need to like talk about this on your podcast. And I'm like, really? And she's like, and they're like crazy affordable. And I knew that. I just like never spent the time to try the ordinary products. And here's why, which is actually a good thing for us because the ordinary products there. So it's a full line of serums and creams and lotions and acids. And they're very, uh, they all have like the scientific names to them. So for example, like it's not like, a bottle on the shelf that says, excuse me, use this cream and your face is going to be glowing by the morning. You know, it's basically a skincare and beauty line. And it's, and it's, it's like practical and has scientific names. And they're hard to like know what they do if you're not like super in the weeds. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> so I decided I'm going to, I'm going to buy it. So I bought it. Right. And by the way, if you look on TikTok and you type in like hashtag the ordinary, like there's there, there's crazy amounts of TikToks on this branch, right? So anyway, I bought like everything because, you know, hoarder. And, um, but the best part about the ordinary is everything is from, wait, like seriously, five to $20. I don't, I, I, or maybe $30. I actually don't think that they have any product over $30. It's in Target. You can also order it from Ulta online or you can get it on Amazon, but on Amazon, it's more, it's cheaper on Ulta. Okay. My favorite product by The Ordinary right now is nicinamide. Okay. It's a serum and you put it in and I'm putting it on in the morning, every morning and every night. And I'm telling you, my skin is glowing. If you're watching this on YouTube, you're going to say my skin, it's glowing. If you're watching this on YouTube, by the way, not only is my skin glowing, I am wearing a teal silk Notori zip up kimono robe, just so you know. Um, but nicinamide, it's six dollars and fifty cents, literally, and it comes in a little tiny vial with a little serum dropper, and it is for eczema and acne and inflammatory skin and rosacea and people with red sensitive skin like me, and it reduces your pores. And if every day you use it in the morning, right, and then put your lotion after it, it's I'm telling you, it's just changed my life. I swear to God. And the thing though, and this is why I didn't, the reason why I didn't try the ordinary in the past is because like the bottle, for example, says it's like a white bottle with a white dropper and it says nicinamide. 
And I don't, it's intimidating to me because even though it's only six bucks, I'm just like, well, I don't know. Can I mix that with like a red, my retinoid cream? Or can I use that with salicylic acid? Like, can I mix? And you cannot specifically with nicinamide. So I had to do a lot of research when I bought these products, right? So the, my favorite products, because you can't, so like, you can't mix, you know, everybody talks about the serums and layering and all that. So I, I have nicinamide, which I use in the morning. Uh, and then my my moisturizer after, and then SPF, right? You can't mix that though with a retinoid or a retinal cream or a serum and a hyaluronic acid. I, sorry, a salicylic acid. I also have the hyaluronic acid from the ordinary, which I was buying from Amazon for like I don't know twenty dollars for a thing, but at the ordinary, it's eight dollars, right? And this just makes your skin like bouncy and fluffy, and you know, hyaluronic acid because it's been it's all over the place. It's every one of the best products that I bought that I didn't use yet, but every, like literally when I asked my friends, they were all been telling me the same thing about it, is they have this thing, it's called AHA 30% and BHA peeling solution. Solution. Just type in and Google like the ordinary peeling solution. It's basically like you're giving yourself an at-home blood facial. Like, and there's, t- it's all over TikTok. And uh, it just, Essentially, you do you put it all over your skin. It clears up your skin, and it makes you less congested, and it gets rid of the dead skin cells and hyperpigmentation and all this kind of stuff. And I bought it, and I can't wait to use it. The reason why I haven't used it yet is because I am so sensitive, and I want to make sure I don't have an allergic reaction. And I have a lot of tour uh, shows coming up with Vic's tour. Uh, but again, eight dollars. Do you know how much a blood facial is at the dermatologist? It's like five hundred dollars. Or I, and like, I don't know if you watch the Kardashians when Kim K did a blood facial, like, like people go to spend such exorbitant amounts of money on skincare products, right? Like every, everyone or, or the dermatologist, but this stuff is amazing, like literally amazing, amazing. The other thing that I bought that I have been using in addition to the hyaluronic and the nicinamide is the lactic acid. So like, on a night, I'll use nicinamide, and then maybe the next night I'll use the lactic lactic acid. Also, eight dollars, and it's it's just amazing. And that that lactic acid is making my skin dewy, clear, again, like fluffy. You know, not like an I just ate ten Oreos kind of way. Like it, 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 I just don't have anything bad to say about this line of products. I think it's so freaking cool of this company and Target to be like. F you, big, huge, big box, big store brands, you know, that have a picture of the beautiful model on the bottle and is like, use this product and you're going to have like no pimples ever. You know, I think it's so cool that they didn't do that. And they just give you a really plain, ordinary bottle with the scientific name on it, no frills packaging. And it's like, a few dollars and it really works. Like it just really works. That's all I could say. I, like you, have oodles of bills and oodles of everything to do. And, you know, I just finished the kids' school shopping and it's like, now they need winter coats, you know? And it's like, and now they need their Ugg boots or bear paws, which, you know, I buy because they like the cheaper Uggs, but still the same materials. You know, it's like, it's like, it just never freaking ends. And where, what do I get to do for me? So, you know what? I'm doing my jewelry and I'm buying 
these now really cool skincare products. I, listen, there was a time and it sometimes it still happens if I once a year as a treat where I get dressed and I walk through the Bergdorf beauty department, right? And I'll see all the beautiful, Claude de Poe or however you pronounce these brands, all the beautiful brands, right? Creed perfumes. And I, and I, I, you know, and I get the samples and I love, and maybe I'll buy myself like a little something. Oh, shade. Oh, I should, I'm, I'm like, oh my God. But it's like, I can't afford to use a $200 serum on my face and, and have that like, and, and, and it go, it runs out every couple months. And every two months I have, uh, I'm buying this $200. Like it's, it's, I can't do it. I cannot do it. And even if I had the money, even if I was able to afford that kind of, those kind of things, I wouldn't do it. I, there's something about the discovery, right? Of finding high quality, inexpensive products. But again, what I love about the ordinary is that there's no, there's no uh, hidden agenda. There's no shit garbage in there. Like remember last week I was telling you or two weeks ago, I was talking to you about the talc powder and I, I had recommended that Cody Airspun like months and months ago. And I was like, oh my God, Cody Airspun, mattifying powder for, for photo shoots. It, it rivals Makeup Forever HD powder and it's only $4. Yeah, and then I look at the ingredients recently and I see it's full of talc, which is like terrible for your skin. But that there's no there's no shit with the ordinary products. Anyway, I really, I'm just so into it. And also on a Target favorite, I have to tell you is... I was in the one of the Manhattan Targets. I was in the Hell's Kitchen Target, which to be honest, sucks. But they did have a new shipment of activewear come in and they had that brand um, Joy Lab. You know, I don't know if you know that brand Joy Lab they make. It's uh, the, the leggings by Joy Lab. Me personally, I don't like them. I don't feel like they hold me in like good enough. I feel like I squat and then I get like saggy, baggy ass leggings, gross. But they did have... Joy Lab had a velour uh, matching suit and it was wide like super comfortable pants and a boat neck, long sleeve velour sweatshirt. So chic, $28 for the top, $28 for the pants, which I thought actually was a little pricey until Chris was like, at least $28 for a top and $20 for pants is not expensive. And I'm just like, excuse me, you're not a parent, goodbye. But like, I bought it and it's amazing. Joy Lab. Yay. Hello. 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 Oh, TV talk. Oh my God. So a couple people recommended two shows on Netflix that I did not watch yet. Uh, Eat the Rich. The GameStop Saga. I think that's the show. That's like the whole title of the show. I don't know if you saw it. I didn't watch it. And I'm so, I don't, again, I didn't, even look at it right now, but it's it, it, GameStop saga. I'm assuming it's about the AMC GameStop stuff that happened a couple of years ago on the stock market, <clears throat> which will be an interesting show. I'm sure. I'm sure because it's going to talk about the uh, like the sort of the finance bros and the the, the the people that go on Reddit and Quora and pumped up the market, and uh, it, it's going to be interesting. I didn't watch that because I didn't want that kind of intensity. I wanted another kind of intensity. And I decided to watch The Handmaid's Tale on Hulu. Oh my God. <gasps> okay. If you haven't watched The Handmaid's Tale, this has to be added to your list. Like, that's it. 
Just stop what you're doing. Open up your iPhone or your Android. Put a note in there, okay? And put Handmaid's Tale. The first six episodes of the show, I find I found really hard to watch, but I stuck with it because it won so many awards and so many people are just like, it's an amazing show and it makes you think about things in ways you could never imagine, but it's violent. It's basically a show about what if the government was like overthrown and we had a totalitarian society where women were, where there was a group, where there was all different groups of people. And one of the groups of people were women and they were enslaved. And these, then they're called handmaids. And what would our world be like, right? In this totalitarian society, like almost like Nazis. First of all, it's the show is insane. The story is insane. The writing is insane. Visually, if you're somebody that likes cinematography, if you like like visual stuff, like I'm a very visual person. If you like visuals, the shots that they do on this show, high up above these drone shots, even the um, the the costumes, they they have a very like specific and strict color palette throughout the show. It's like maroon, reds, greens, grays, blacks. It's it's bizarre. And it's like nothing I've ever seen. And it's so good. And I don't watch a lot of TV. I don't watch a lot of TV. I don't have a lot of time to watch TV. But late at night when I come home and I'm sitting on the couch and I just, you know, with my saltines and my lemon water, (laughs) I'm just turning on Hulu and I'm freaking hooked. I mean, I'm so hooked that the other day I rigged up my iPad onto a stand in my bedroom and I watched three episodes till two in the morning and then had to get up at like 5.30, 6 with the kids. Like, I didn't care. It's addictive. Must, must, must check it out. Okay. Anyway, um, this weekend I'm in Atlantic City with Vic. It's going to be amazing. We're at the Hard Rock. And then... The following weekend, I'm at Bananas Comedy Club in Rutherford, New Jersey with Vic. And then I'm at the Staller Center, Stony Brook, Long Island with Vic. I'm so excited. I have a lot of stuff going on with him. He's just been such a doll to me. He's been a doll to me. But we, 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 we know each other and we have a lot. That's how all that stuff came about. Don't think that it's a stroke of luck or anything like that. God. You know, you would work your ass off for this stuff, please. It always looks so different on the front end. You have no idea behind the scenes, but <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm very lucky and I am having the best time. So if you're going to be in Atlantic city this weekend, I look forward to seeing you or I'm looking forward to seeing you, seeing you at Rutherford bananas, uh, or Stony Brook. So, okay. Product. We've been talking about a lot of products, a lot of products on this episode. Okay. Well, I got a product because I was talking about gift items a few weeks ago, which by the way, one of the listeners, I was talking about where can what, Tiffany's crystal is like out. So I'm like, where are you people buying stuff? And she, she DM me and she was like, oh my God, Jonathan Adler. And I was like, yes, I totally forgot about Jonathan Adler, which has amazing little gift items. If you want to bring something for like a host gift, if someone moved, I found though something so cute that I bought somebody recently uh, from anthropology. They have a Roman bust candle. So it's, it's just, it's a wax candle in the shape of a Roman bust, but it's so cute. And it was $25. And, you know, the only bad thing about this Roman bus candle, it doesn't come in like a vessel, it doesn't come in like a container or something. So if they leave it on the shelf in their living room or something, 
you know, they might have to put something under it because if it gets hot, it might like melt. But it's so cute. But listen, it's an alternative to a scented candle. It's and it's it looks great. And who doesn't want a Roman bust? I mean, come on, how gorgeous is that? Anyway, that's that. Okay, quote of the day by Shane Parrish. If you don't set your own values, other people will. You hear that, people? If you don't set your other value, if you own if you don't set your own values, other people will. And by the way, let me just say this before we close. Let's let, stay strong, people. Stay strong, okay? Because listen, there's a lot of crap going on in this world. Obviously, like I said, New York City, a lot of violence, a lot of crime, a lot of crap. But you want to know what? There's a lot of social media effing crap going on too. A lot of crap, a lot of imposter syndromes going on, a lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of crazy people hating on people. I had this one girlfriend comic tell me this other comic. She heard this other comic talking about her. She's confiding in me. I was like, what? What? Why? Why? You know, and then the comic that was doing the gossip, the comic that was talking about my friend and that, you know, my friend found out the comic that was doing the talking, the gossiping, saying like terrible things. On the outside, this girl, she's running around like she's like she's Mother Teresa going around trying to do good for the world and saying all these things. But behind closed doors, look at what look at what a rapscallion she is. Okay, look at what a horror she is. So you want to know what? A lot of imposter syndrome people. We got here at Crazy F and Mommy, here, this crew that listens, we keep things real, okay? We keep things real. More on that gossip later. Maybe we'll talk about that next week. I can't like tell you the gossip because then, you know, it'll get out. But like it, it, but I could, I could, I could walk you through. I could walk you. A lot of people tell me things. I don't know why. I've always had that my whole life. People, they tell me things. They like confide in me. Oh my God, Elise, like I want to tell you. I don't, I I don't really talk. Like I keep, as I have a podcast broadcast all over the world. No, I I mean, I, I I keep, I'm, I'm a very good secret keeper and I'm very, I'm, and I'm like Bible. Like I won't say anything. If there's a secret, I know not to say, I just, I take it to the grave. That's how I do it. That, that's what I do. That's how I operate. But I really hate because I was bullied as a young kid, as a young girl, because I was like literally bullied, torture bullied. I, I literally, my, the spikes on my neck, the, the hair on my neck, whatever the health expression, it literally goes, jumps up, goes crazy when I, when somebody tells me something private that they, they that other people are talking about them or they're bullied or whatever. I just, it, 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 it makes me crazy because I have like PTSD, you know, so all those feelings come rushing back. So be, be safe out there, people. Just, just like, you know, I don't know. Let's, let's, let's be safe. Let's, let's, let's. Okay. That's that. Okay. We're going to just repeat the quote of the day. Just one more time by saying Shane Power. So if you don't set your own values, other people will. I am Elise Delucci. This is Crazy Effing Mommy. Thank you for listening. Let me know if you try the ordinary products or if you watched Handmaids, because seriously, I'm so hooked. I'm so hooked. I just started season two and I cannot wait. I will talk to you next week. This is episode 118. Love to love you, baby.